And, oh my goodness, when is the last time I took this thing for a ride? <laughs> um, hello, it's been a while. I, I don't know, I wouldn't call it burnout, I just, I don't know. I think my mother would be ecstatic, I ran out of things to say. <laughs> my mother, my teachers, my relatives, my friends, anyone who's met more than three minutes. <laughs> Would he shut up? And it happened. Um, good lord, let's take a look. When's the last time I even did something on here? But, um, January, oh my goodness, sorry. January 30th, so I pretty much took February off. Eh, that's not bad. Especially when you drum a lot to say. And now there's lots to say, I guess. Uh, news. Aside from goodness what's going on in Ukraine I think I avoided talking about that but that hasn't been going on well probably a couple of weeks now is it a week or two goodness um I don't think I podcasted once during the trucker insanity and everything that came with that that was a little nuts um which was the order called uh Oh, here's a Trudeau pays the price for trucker protest as ratings take a dive. 47% of Canadians say their impression has worsened. Well, uh, yeah, that's a tough one. What is the act that he... Um, why can't I find this? 47% are... Or have said their impression has worsened. Well, but I don't know what you do. I feel bad for the people in Ottawa, especially if they had businesses or their daily lives that kind of just came to in a hot, the hot halt emergencies act. That was the um, crazy one. And that brings up a lot of uh, things that you didn't think, like, I guess it, makes sense but when you look at it the things that a government can do um even non-government stuff like um was it gofundme i think it was that froze the one organizer's funds me canadian protest Policies. Um, Freedom Convoy. GoFundMe seizes funds of. Yeah, so. I've heard of GoFundMe freezing the funds until you can prove that you're just not saying that you're fundraising. Because it can be a scam, and I don't think they want. That is their reputation. And so I get it. Because I believe this did happen with. Um, the hockey bus crash that happened here and they froze the funds for that that were all raised to go to the families of the players and the people on the bus that died and I believe they froze the funds until there was proof um, that the money was actually going to the right place so I can see them protecting their reputation and then even just 
making sure people follow through on their intent for the fundraising. Um, so that's noble of them. So yeah, GoFundMe seizes funds of the Canadian occupation groups. Yeah, I thought they did. And it was, was it millions? I can't even remember. The one million that has already been released will only go to participants who went to Ottawa to peacefully protest said GoFundMe. So that's kind of cool that they do that and follow up and make sure that someone just isn't making a fake GoFundMe saying that is their intent. So good for good for GoFundMe, but I think it probably pissed some people off. Um, that and I think the at least the main lady, like I think she's gonna do some crazy prison time, and so it's it's nuts. It's a time I don't enjoy living in, and it's just adding on to this chaos of what year are we going into for uh, COVID. I guess it's a little tired. I'm sorry for yawning twice, three times, four, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, it's just, I think everyone's going squirrely for not having their normal lives. And just, it's kind of interesting. It's a giant psychological experiment when you think about it, just to see how people react, what they believe. Um, how easy it is to stir them up and to what lengths now they'll travel or just the lengths of pushing the envelope, crossing the line and doing things that you never would have thought of a couple of years ago, right? It's just, it's if you can sit back and kind of just observe and not let it overrun your life, like... I know I've talked to friends and coworkers who, even their own family, it's just, it's testing the resolve of their family and the strength of their family when I have some friends who their spouse, all of a sudden it comes out that they have um, such divided opinions on things like the vaccine or mandates for the masks and just even whether work from home should be allowed or should everyone just go back I know, what was it, Monday, so a week ago, pretty much, because tomorrow's Monday, is when we lifted the mask kind of mandates here, and tons of people are still wearing them, so now it's lifted, but now the shame, if I don't even know if there is shame associated, but it's going to go the other way, and so... It went from everyone looking sideways at the people who are refusing. And now, I think people are going to look sideways at the people who are still wearing a mask. And I'm still bringing it with me and doing that just out of, I don't know, respect. It's weird, because I don't even think they're reporting a lot of the cases. They're not testing as much, so I think it's easier to say cases have gone down. But I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor, so I just stay home, play video games, <laughs> watch TV. Um, yeah, so that's crazy. The Ukraine thing's crazy. What else is going on? Um, 
do we do we need much more on top of that? Uh, Batman, I think, came out yesterday, Friday, and I believe it's based on the Killing Joke. Not Killing Joke. That's something I was talking about. Killing Joke's eighties. What am I thinking of? Long Halloween. Long Halloween, which was a story that I was one of the few and far between that didn't enjoy it. Batman, long Halloween. Um, the art was cool. Let's see if there's... Who wrote it? Jeff Loeb. So, Jeff Loeb, let's just go on a little thing about him. So, he kind of hit lightning in a bottle with a few things. And then, I think he got handed the keys to their to one of the television universes for live action and just went the TV way. Um, I guess we can click on him. But yeah, Jeff Loeb. Oh yeah, Tim Sale was the artist. So it was really good art. But the story did nothing for me. Uh, Originally published DC Comics 96-97. So that would have been around the time Marvel went bankrupt. So DC, I think, was the better company. But Long Halloween, and I'm pretty sure that's what it was based, what the movie's based on now. Um, I could be wrong, but I thought that's where I heard it came from, and it just it did nothing for me. Um, and I remember, I think I traded it for Batman Year One first run, which I still feel to this day was in my favor. <laughs> um. But Loeb, he had... It's so weird because I went and I finally bought 300 bags and backs to just... Because I have comics all the way back to, let's say, 2006-7 that I just read, didn't read, or they just got thrown in boxes and tucked away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start reading stuff and I'm going to start organizing it. And then I quickly learned that 300 wasn't enough so I'm pushing 500 things (laughs) to organize and put away and I'm coming across a lot of stuff in the past and just in my mental Rolodex just kind of being like that was good that was bad I like that writer I didn't like that writer and just the artists the writers the combos and uh I got a little nostalgic for some stuff and then other things it was just like uh Maybe I should find a new home for this or see if someone wants to take it off my hands. Um, What did he write? Four-time Eisner Award winner. What did he win them for? Um, Eisner Award, 98, Batman Long Halloween. Oh, so obviously I'm wrong. (laughs) Uh, 99, best reprint Long Halloween, so I'm double wrong. 2002, Best Reprint, Batman Dark Victory. I don't even know if I've read that. 2007, Best Single Issue or One Shot, Batman and the Spirit, which I probably didn't read. Nominations, 99, Superman for All Seasons. Wizard Fan Awards, Long Halloween, Superman All Seasons. Ongoing series for Batman. Um... 2003 Greatest Moment, Clayface returning as Jason Todd, um, which ended up 
did they make that canon or not? I can't remember. The whole way they did it in the comics to bring back Jason Todd was dumb. And it was funny because then the animated universe did it way better with a Razel Ghoul twist. Um, 2003, favorite supporting character, Catwoman in Batwoman. So he did write that. He's done, what was it, Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Grey. Um, he had some other stuff that was fantastic. Um, Hush, of course, is what I was talking about, where they brought back Jason Todd with Clayface. But the entire Hush story was brilliant. And one of my favorite, quite possibly could be my last, really favorite Batman story, which doesn't say a lot. <laughs> but, because when did I say that was? 2002? Um, yeah, 2003 for comic moments. So, that's moderately heartbreaking that I haven't enjoyed a Batman story since then. <laughs> Or maybe, I guess, yeah, because then, because at the time he was, he had that Midas touch and just made so many good things. Um, I may not have loved all of them, but I appreciated a lot of his stuff. But yeah, Long Halloween, that just, not my thing. So it's weird that that's, to bring this back around, is that's the upcoming Batman movie. So I didn't have, yeah, this might be the first Batman thing that I'm not geeked in some form to watch like don't get me wrong what was the shitty one with Bane <laughs> the Dark Knight uh, 2012 Dark Knight Rises uh, yeah that was bad uh, yeah the whole Bane thing stupid Tally Al Ghul stupid just not I guess Anne Hathaway was okay as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman, um, the thing at the end with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think they made him Robin, it's just, it's weird, it had some, that trilogy had some good stuff, like I didn't mind Bale, um, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon was fantastic, like I said, Anne Hathaway was a good Catwoman, um, Michael Caine, beautiful as Alfred, um, Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox, brilliant, um, but which one it was Dark Knight the one with the Joker? Yes. Yeah, so Heath Ledger, great casting. Uh, Aaron Eckert, even as Harvey Dent, give or take. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal as the replacement for um, Katie Holmes was fine. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Cillian Murphy was a good scarecrow. Um, the people they hired as the mob families were great. Um, I wish there was more mob stuff in there. But yeah, uh, depending on... I'll watch it someday, but I just rewatched at least the first Bale Batman, and it ended up being, I don't know, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But then again, I've gone back and watched the first one with Mr. Mom, which was, in retrospect, is okay. But man, 
where did I see recently they had an article about like the hype machine because you got to realize it's the 80s so I think it was and there was way less shit being made like how many streaming services are there right now how many of these streaming services are making air quotes original content on a daily basis and so we're just oversaturated with crap and you might get the odd like hit like what's a pickle um the dragon show i'm so dumb today um but to get everyone all on board with a fantasy show just because there was finally a proven writer and it was taken from the source and that's probably why something like lord of the rings took off or harry potter's the source material is already predetermined made well done and you can see that's all these companies with these streaming services are just like scrambling for intellectual property even um what is it microsoft i think or amazon they have the rights to the fallout universe now and now they're making a fallout tv show i love followed but if they just let random hollywood or streaming service writers get their hands on this it's probably not going to be good and it's just there's and does that mean now that they get the rights to that are they going to do elder scrolls um i've heard that the new lord of the rings thing and the teasers they've been doing for it just aren't good I couldn't even watch the first Hobbit movie. It just didn't... It. It's so funny that they took three giant books and each book was a three to four hour movie. And now they take this novella, The Hobbit, and it's little, because what is it, two to three hundred pages max? And they made that into three movies just because money. <laughs> and the quality's not there. And just the... I don't know. Where did I... There was something I was watching today. And someone said, name the great things. And I think they were talking about music, movies, um, just pop culture. They were like, what are the outstanding top tier um, generational things? Because me, being Gen X, my memories are the 80s and 90s, the movies, the music. I've done episodes on here comparing the 80s and the 90s for all of those things and how each of them had their good and their bad points whether it was the technology of the time the writing of the time um just all the little things like it felt like every comedy movie in the 80s had like this weird gratuitous boob shot um in it and then things got darker in the 90s when it came to comic books and stuff and the uh, vigilante anti-hero became more cool and just but there's things within those two decades that are defining musically movie wise um comic book wise everything and it's just it was a really good question that this i can't remember what i was watching and the guy pretty much said he's like because i think the point was music but in the end it was like what is there that is like generational defining and maybe it's just that i'm approaching 50 and i don't see things that way but i remember the guy arguing and he's just like anyone can sit down at a computer and pump out just music and 
what's it called for Apple GarageBand or um, just on programs can make music and there's auto-tune so anyone can sing now and just the way he implied it was that the people making the real money on this are the ones that are just good at it put in the work and hit the road and do live shows and grind it out that way or and just you pray that you get that hit because once again if you're close to my age we just sat with much music on in the background and it was them showing us the new music like obviously the top whatever billboard videos but then there would be the other shows with like what's local and god bless them the is it crtc canadian pretty much the broadcasting rules you had to have and it was something like 30 40 percent of content had to be canadian made and god bless them that kept a lot of the american shit out in these infant stages of cable tv because now we can just watch whatever channel we want that's from the states but at a certain time canadian content had to have this threshold it's like our football league up here i think even has to have a certain percentage of players that are canadian and a certain mindset might think that it waters things down but in the end it gets eyes on things that normally wouldn't get this attention and is good and there were some really great just Canadian artists and Canadian TV shows. Like, everyone my age knows the fucking Green Gables TV show. Was it the greatest thing? No. Or Beachcombers, Littlest Hobo, um, the Raccoons cartoon. Um, yeah, but I've rambled. <laughs> I bet no one missed that. Ooh, the Raccoons. Good times. Um, but yeah, so... I'm back. I don't know how often I'll do this. I've had the itch to do it with people again. I don't know if people are willing to come to my house, and that would involve me rearranging, dragging the computer out of a little office room, and just getting the living room set up with mics and stuff again. I don't know if that's the thing, or if I want to go back to just um, Discord slash Skype slash Teams slash whatsapp or whatever the kids are using (laughs) yeah but uh have a good week it is march holy fuck i guess i never even talked about the goggins challenge was this last weekend and i hurt myself but i still did four out of the 12 legs of it which doesn't sound like a lot but it was still 25 kilometers over four runs so Uh, it is what it is. I just need my body to stop falling apart now that it's past warranty. (laughs) Yeah, have a good week.